Extra Points is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use, because it's safe and secure, and because you get your winnings fast. Now, winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game to make yourself a same-game parlay. Discover the most popular same-game parlays each day, right when you log in. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code extra points so they know we sent you. Let's start the show. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Thursday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. Babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me, as always, my dear, dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. What is happening, fellas? Hey, we got Eddie back. I know, Sheck, you might have done a podcast with him already. I've not done one with Eddie since he returned from uh, Hawaii and his Rangers won a uh, stunning fashion, 6-2. to two. He's on top of the world right now. Yeah, well, to, first of all, to answer your question, yes, me, Spaghetti, and, uh, and your pal Kevin Hench uh, did a minus three. It was gangbusters. Heady days for the minus three crew because Spaghetti's Rangers are in the semifinals. Yeah. Hench's uh, Celts are in the finals. Oh, uh, you must Pir- feel so out of place there, Shaq. That sucks. No, indeed. The, the the Pittsburgh Pirates just swept the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> Baseball season just in time. And I do want to say quickly that while we're in this moment, I'm not trying to look, I'm not trying to be a dark cloud looming on the horizon. Yes, baseball is all that awaits us soon. But right now, let's relish together. Two great hockey series going on, an NBA Finals going on. These are the good times, fellas. Let's talk about all of it. I agree. And let's start with Spaghetti. I'm trying to get him on here. Spaghetti, come on. So talk about this Rangers win 6-2. You're over the moon. You're now favored to win this series. Wow, what a thrashing. It was uh, as good as it gets. And, um, you know, just things sometimes it takes a little bit of time for teams to click. And it seems like the Rangers finally are clicking now. Uh, they got about nine forwards who could score at any given moment. Uh, the team, a great team defense, too. Yesterday, even by the forwards, Vitrano comes to mind with a great play to break up a goal. Um, Igor is going to be Igor. Kind of snapped out of that weird funk he was in the Pittsburgh series. And uh, sometimes teams just have the other team's number. And it just seems like, the Rangers just know how to play very well versus the Lightning. They're four and overs in this year, um, you know, which is a shock, obviously, with a guy like Vasilevsky, who's an alien, who never loses back to back games. The guy stops everything three goals in four games versus the Panthers. I mean, that's incredible. So uh, it's going to be a too hard much time feat. off. Yeah, too much time off, Shaq. I'm not yeah, gonna. I don't want to take anything. I don't want to take anything from that Rangers win. But it, it, it sure looked like he left a, a little, a couple of softies in there. By the way, guys, the parlay kid really played mind games with the spaghetti. He's like, "Well, this is great for the Rangers. Pull out the broom. They're expected to win now. Now it's not gravy. Now you're expected to win. So don't blow it." So I I'm know, worried. I, I am. I I do have to say objectively, I am worried for Rangers fans. What if these Lightning have no quit? I mean, that's that's my uh, big cons- Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's the right. Either way. Yeah, I, I mean, the best thing is and and you can listen to minus three if you want to. But we did discuss because a lot of us, Sal, I think uh, you and I were were probably thinking um, when there was a chance Spaghetti was going to get his head shaved, that yeah. the reason his girlfriend Jada 
in advance of their trip to Hawaii was so concerned was that for the rest of time, their engagement photos would include Eddie Spaghetti having the number 87 shaved into right. his head. And so we asked him, would a Rangers loss have spooked him from delivering the ring? Do you want to do a drum roll here and, and let Spaghetti announce to the world? Oh, all right, Spaghetti, announce it. Did he put a ring on it? Uh, there's no no ring, no jewelry. Only thing I, I we put on were like a, a shell necklace and a, and a flower lay. That is it. So no, I, I know it, Sal. I think you two are to blame here because you're talking about the against all odds crew putting mind games on spaghetti. Yeah. The last episode of Extra Points, we talked extensively about Eddie Spaghetti's Instagram page. The man posted the slides just yes. a couple hours ago, as, and the caption said, literally, you all would rather see Kawhi than me anyway. You guys, not only, not only is he not, 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 only is he not putting the ring on, he's yeah. not even facing the, facing the, the public anymore. Well, yeah, I, I did want to bring that up because uh, you, you talk about a lay that you put out. There's a different kind of lay. Uh, I don't know. Put this picture up here, um, Mikey Meatballs. This is Eddie and his, his lady, soon-to-be engaged lady, Jada in Hawaii, and this is, um, it's kind of pornography, Eddie. T explain what's going on. What in hell? <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you guys. First of all. What in the hell? They're children listening. First of all, that was, um, I, I mean, if you guys think that I wanted this picture posted, you're out of your minds. Like, I want to I think you did. Look how no. happy you are. No, it's a fake. I, right? So, where this picture is taken, this is it's our. fake. This is hours after we like landed, went to the first beach. There's probably where we took this, probably 30 other people standing near us on this little um, like pier bridge mm. thing. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And she's like, come and on. No one called the police. Yeah, no one. No one did anything of the sort because that lasted for five seconds. And I ran away and, went back. and she just she was begging. She was like, we're not taking any pictures together. Like she's taking them all of herself. And I was like, OK, she's like, let's do a funny one. I'll just jump up, catch me, take a picture. So Check, cousin, explain what's going on there, because this is an audio podcast. It's so spaghetti. It's right. It's spaghetti shirtless. <laughs> He's just topless. He's a, he's letting his bosoms out for all the world. Oh, Dave, do you go in the water with a shirt on? <laughs> I mean, what, do you what I do, do in the water is my business. We're not point. talking about me. Now, Spaghetti is holding, and he's joyous because his lovely girlfriend, Jada, is jumping in his arms, straddling mm. him, arms wrapped around his uh, his behemoth neck. She looks uh, overjoyed, and I, I suppose Spaghetti is thinking like, the only thing that could make this any better is if this, instead of Jada, this was Eddie Vedder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he wouldn't have asked hands for a underneath picture. Our, our, our buttocks and everything. Oh I just got to say, Eddie comes out a king in this picture, first Does of all, he? because, well, I mean, a common topic of discussion on this king podcast Kong. network is, 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 is Eddie Spaghetti's gut and diet and so on. It's covered up perfectly in this picture. Yeah, you're right. That's right. a great way to take a As shirtless pick. My God. Right. Spaghetti, if you had to choose, would you rather it be Eddie Vedder or Mika Zabanajad? I mean, you have to choose one or the other. <laughs> what? That he's going to straddle going to straddle him in Kauai? <laughs> the hair works for either fella. So. Is it weird if I know where Eddie Vedder's house is uh, in the Hawaiian Islands? Um, uh-huh. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. So sure. I, think that, I think that answers everything. All right. So Restraining right. order. <laughs> All right, sorry, we had some fun batter. here. You could you could take that down, Meatballs. Thank you for that. I mean, uh, wow. Uh, but I do want to say, 
Now, Shaq, there was something. I want to get back to fighting now because we're on the separate text chain. I don't know. I, I wasn't even why. I was all over the place last night. There was a, a stick or something, and, and Eddie says to me, uh, see, if I was Dave, I'd be talking about the stick for three weeks and bring it up on every podcast for the calendar year. What, what is that about? I don't know what stick. I mean, that, that you know, we'll get into Rangers fans versus Celtics fans later. Let's do it I, now. Let's okay. do it now. The Who irony, the, most the irony, this doesn't, what? I mean, obviously Spaghetti is the, is the Rangers fan in our immediate lives here, but this, this. Well, let me, let me set up the question okay, here. What, what is, what is of the remaining fan bases in the playoffs, which is the most obnoxious? Is it Celtics fans or is it Rangers fans? I have them both at minus 110. This is as dead even as it gets. I don't know what to do here. Uh, Martin or Dave, wait I just, I just know Martin that. go first. Yeah, go ahead. I know that. I just know Warriors fans definitely, while they may not necessarily need to be uh, odds-on favorites or something, they need to be drawn at least three to one. For, no, come on. Who, what fan base do you know in all the years of watching inside the NBA, did Charles Barkley turn around and actually threaten to fight? That's all. I mean, I'm just That's Charles a good Barkley. point. He's a That's pretty, a good point. you know, but I would have if to say. If it was Puck I, I, Chuck, though, he would, he would look to Ranger fans, I know. If it was more See, you all are just so close to so many Celtics fans. Yeah, that, that's that's really what it is. See, that's mm -hmm. the problem. It's like asking me when I was in college which rivalry was bigger, Michigan State or Ohio State. Obviously, Ohio State was the bigger rivalry. However, mm -hmm. if Michigan lost to Michigan State, I got to hear about that 365 days out of the year. My all little right. sister went to Michigan State. My, you know, it's, it's all right then and there. So, so so that's really why I feel like you guys have such, while I understand and agree, you guys go so far on the Celtics fans. It's just because, you know, the biggest one out is you guys' fantasy football league partner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also they all, I have to go Celtics here, Shaq. And I, it might be because we have more Celtic fan friends. Uh, yeah, you know, Spaghetti, God bless him. He keeps us on us to our toes. But uh, a lot of Celtic fan friends out there. A lot of idiots. I feel like if they swept the Warriors and won each game by 25 points, they'd be screaming about the officials. I hate them. I hate them all. Well, there, there's something to Boston sports fans because it's not just Celtics fans. They're, they're, they're uh, you know, a monolith, I think, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the gang of Boston fans. Um, the thing that's weird about them is, first of all, they're the nouveau riche of successful sports towns. You know, this, the, the whole last century... Uh, that that we know was oh woe is us but we're great fans aren't we because we stand by our team they break our hearts all the time so much so that Nesson the local uh, cable product did a show in tribute I mean an ongoing television show of fans paying tribute to to themselves well I mean, what, what <laughs> fan base would do that what what yeah. weirdo fan base makes a TV show about Look how great of fans we are. Then they have success, and they immediately flip into like, just give me one so I can die. Now I can die. And then six months later, it's like, goddamn Red Sox better win it again. Right. Hey, Brady, you hate us because you ain't us. All that crap. They're gross, obviously. Goes without saying. But they're feeling it right now. They, they weren't used to success for a quarter century at least, and then they started to feel themselves. Rangers fans have a weird thing I've observed in the last month, which is this projection. And it's not just spaghetti. This is Rangers fans. My interactions with them is like, the Penguins and the, their fans and Crosby, they're all crybabies. They cry and they cry and cry. 
Who did the crying the entire series about like, Crosby's a crybaby and Sullivan's a crybaby. And it's like, it's a projection of like, you're crying about what you perceive to be our crying. So, I mean, I don't know what to make of that. Again, Eddie, Eddie, they haven't had a video. lot of success. Ed, Eddie, Good for I'll, them. Open Enjoy. Open up your video, Eddie, and, uh, and respond to that real quick. I mean, the <laughs> lose the shirt. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, I I think this question is just based on whoever is asking it. They're biased towards it. Like, I mean, there's I would I hate Penguins fans. I would put them in the list. But someone who roots for the you know L.A. teams doesn't care about the Penguins. So well, I mean, not look, still around. The question is, which fan base is just still still alive in the playoffs? So yeah. And then if I had, a, I mean, I just don't. I again, I said I, I reject the hypothesis that Ranger fans are annoying. I think that Dave is saying this because he had to deal with them in a series. I think it's as simple as that. I mean, the Rangers. Just haven't been they haven't made the playoffs since 2017 so it's like what what is it to be annoyed about We're, we came back and won two incredible series that's really just the fact of the matter the penguins i mean dave the reason why i made the joke in the aao group chat is because mm -hmm. dave still finds a way to bring up the penguins after their series loss in podcasts that happened last <laughs> week i'm like it's over with it's old news like no one's talking about it anymore but them and their fan base so and the media members so it's it's just it is what it is like i the, they're <laughs> That's a fan base that thinks they deserve better than what they got. And to, uh, the Ranger fans are like, well, just piss off. We're going to enjoy this ride. So, oh, no, I, I listen, I will be the first to castigate Penguins fans who think that Penguins fans deserve more. Three cups uh, in the Sidney Crosby era, two in the Lemieux era. If right. that ain't good enough for, for a, a fan of a team, I don't know what to tell you. I don't expect anything more. I'm, right. I'm perfectly but, happy. Eddie, they're blocking you on Twitter because you're a nice guy. Or because of the pictures you sent out. The, the the person, that woman who blocked me, I've never, she's never interacted with me in, my, in her entire life. Like I'm, I don't, she just doesn't like a fan. It's it, we are we're in the stage now of Twitter and like sports fan. Then where it's like if you don't root for the same teams I root for, I'm going to block you and I don't, don't want to hear from you. Which is whatever. I don't. I I've never tweeted anything negatively about the hurricanes or I've not said a single word about the lightning in this next series. I'm just tweeting my joy for my team winning. That's if you get offended by that, then you need help. All right. You know what? We, that's right. That's the way I thought. I mean, not, not that you need my counsel, but people in general are, are unchecked in their behavior. Mm -hmm. And what I will say is our group chat that we had, me, you and another Rangers fan, it, it, I, it legitimately made me feel like on one hand, like, boy, are we that in your head? Our pal uh, Sal, uh, our guy, mm -hmm. uh, Jim Brusca. Am I are the Penguins that deep in your brain? That your right. first instinct after you beat them is to start ta texting and talking ass about I think it? Like, it is. What I the hell? Like, what the hell? If you don't enjoy this, what, 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 I don't know what to tell you. If you're a Rangers fan and you finally get over that, that like, hey, he's a, Crosby's a pussy. Like, what? This is your reaction? I, I guess we, uh, we, yeah. we take ownership of, uh, of all your property. So if all right, you listen, win the, the gardeners cup, we get are it. coming. By the way, it was a trick question. The answer is Notre Dame. Uh, but no, <laughs> we, uh, and, and, <laughs> so honestly enough, Boston fans are so obnoxious. They're mad that the Rangers were listed as co-favorites in this question. But uh, I have to give it to Boston. <laughs> I really do. All right, check. I'd love to talk hockey and who's the worst sport, Bob's fan, Boston, or Rangers. We can go on and on. Actually, let's ask our friend, SI.com. She's a dynamo. She's really lighting it up, fantasy-wise and otherwise. And she's here to talk to us <laughs> about this crazy, crazy Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson fiasco. Jen Piacenti, what is happening? 
You know, Sal, this is the story that just keeps on giving. <laughs> I, I am addicted. This is like the National Enquirer for me. Every twist, every turn. I was up late last night uh, reading, you know, Mike Trout interviews and Jeff Wilson Jr. interviews, and I just I can't get enough. It really is terrific. So, uh, so let's re recap what's going on here. So, Tommy, because people don't know the IR thing gets a little muddied, but basically, Tommy Pham, uh, a player, uh, struck another player, Jock Peterson, in warm up, slapped him in the face over an incident, a fantasy football incident that took place in 2020 during the first COVID year. Um, what was it? He stashed a player on IR. He wasn't supposed to. The rules were ambiguous but he got slapped for it, right? Yeah, the rules were ambiguous, apparently. You know, he moved him to the IR list when he technically he was listed as out. According to Jock Peterson, he has a screenshot of the rules. He sent this in a group text. He didn't break the rules. Of course, if you ask Mike Trout, he doesn't comment on it because as you know, he has been implicated as the worst commissioner in fantasy <laughs> He's the sports. commissioner of this dumb league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we all know, Tommy Pham got only got three days suspension for the slap. Personally, I think he's lucky if it were the Academy, it could have been 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, it's a great story. Um, Tommy Pham has now really put the onus on Mike Trout, you know, much like parents that don't discipline their kids. Of course, they're going to act out. It's not Tommy Pham's fault. Yeah. It's Mike Trout's fault. He oh, oh, but Jen. When you have somebody who's supposed to be in charge and the rules aren't in, like, how, how, what else is Tommy Pham supposed to do? Like, what, what are we, like, I'm trying to figure out. It just, to me, falls at the, I, I was the only person on this podcast. slap him? Who was, I'm saying, look, he was very upset. But the reason why he was very upset is because the person who said they were going to be in charge didn't step in and make a ruling. And that's why uh -huh. I asked Jen. What's going on here? Except, then the commissioner got to come up and step up. Except it turns out Tommy Pham admitted that nobody wanted to be commissioner of this league. And they kind of forced Trout into it. So, like, whose fault is it? And Tommy Pham himself said, I didn't want to deal with that. Like, I didn't want to be commissioner. So nobody wants to be commissioner. So first of all, when you're setting up a fantasy league, somebody has to kind of want to be the guy in charge and be willing to do the dirty work. You're right about that. There's no question about that. How about the fact that going into the year, you knew it was going to be a disaster with the COVID and who's going to play and who's not going to play. So you really want to have to be commissioner. And my, as, as, right now, Mike Trout's going to be like, hey, guys, go screw yourselves. I'm plus 650 to win MVP. I'm top three. I don't need to deal with this plus 400. What is it? He just moved up to plus 400. And I think because no press <laughs> is bad press. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just shifted. I think... I think we I, I think the most fascinating thing and what makes it the uh, of all the reasons why fam is wrong and jock is the winner of this. And I love assessing winners and losers in sports, as we all do. Jeff Wilson, by the way, big, is the big winner. What's cooler than this? <laughs> two two professional colleagues from another sport are, you know, he's the reason for it. Dynamite. Jock Peterson. Big winner in this one, as far as I'm concerned. The big loser for more reasons than one. At least the Fresh Prince got mad 20 seconds after a line that he misunderstood or whatever. Right. Tommy, how long has he been sitting on this one? Like, when I see, when I get my, what the hell made him Nick, blow Dave, up? Dave, it's a phrase. It's called on site. 
What I know, but when it's I crazy. He's a professional multimillionaire. How long has he been sitting on this rage? This fire's been burning in him, right, Jen? Yeah. Do you? I mean, do do you agree with my assessment? Jock's the winner, fam's the loser. A hundred percent, because Jack Peterson, not only did he come out looking cool with his explanation first, and he was the victim. He also had like the best week in fantasy baseball last week at the same time. So this hmm. guy looks so good right now. He had to be the number one waiver wire claim. And I don't know about you guys, but I read this story and I saw like, okay, 12 team league, $10,000 buy-in, not a small buy-in, pretty mm -hmm. high stakes league. But here's the thing. They don't reveal about the story. Whoever finishes last had to pay an extra 10 grand. Why don't we know who has finished last in oh, this? Wow. There is someone else yet to emerge and this story is going to go on. They Look, their cap of consequences is a $10,000 fee. They need to follow our lead. Like, we're upfront about it. When Martin lost our postseason, he did, he did, he paid his dues. That's right. right. And you know what? The rules were accurately described and followed. Accurately described and followed. <laughs> so you felt like slapping us multiple times, but then you're like, no, there are rules in place here. Are you absolutely, are you kidding me, Sal? Of course, I didn't even want to play in the first place. <laughs> can we back up and can I just ask what happened to a good old punch? Like, why doesn't anybody deck? Nobody punches. Anymore? Because they know, they they hold back in their head. They know a punch is 10 game suspension. So, Will Smith knows he's going to jail if he punches. Like, but by the way, it is interesting, Jen, that, that Will Smith, these things come in threes, right? Right. Uh, who, who is the third slap going to be? I mean, this... This had a way to go to pass Will Smith, and well, we it can't still count hasn't, Amber Heard, right? She doesn't count. Oh, right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe outside the courthouse. Maybe. Yeah, I think she may have missed her opportunity. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be right Draymond Technical. Draymond Technical in, in his finals um, is going to be a, the third slap. <laughs> Who is it? Draymond's eventual technical. Oh, it's eventual, eventual flagrant technical. Whatever they do, they review it. It'll take fifteen minutes, but it's going to be a slap heard around the world. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one, Jen. We talked about this uh, the other day. Who would you rather have in your fantasy league, Tommy Pham or or Jock Peterson? You get a few texts that you could just blow off, or you have to uh, be on the lookout. You have to wear like a bulletproof vest. I would definitely prefer Jock Peterson because the one other thing I've learned about this is Tommy Pham can't take a joke. Like if yes. you can't take some trash talking, one of the things he was whining about is, oh, they were making fun of the San Diego Padres. Well, mm -hmm. dude, you deserve to be made fun of. You guys really fell off. So you know what? If you can't take it, get out of the kitchen. Like, no, the only person here that can truly take trash talk is obviously Mike Trout. He just let it roll off his back. He's like, <laughs> whatever, I'm going to win MVP. Guys, yeah, I, I think you're right. Although sometimes it's fun to have the person who can't take a joke in the league, right, Shaq? I mean, uh, you, you don't want to worry about getting insulted, but that, that is the... Uh, that, I never, the, for the record, because a lot of people hit me up in DMs and texts and whatever. No, for the record, I never feared for a moment that Eddie Spaghetti might physically assault me. You should have. Jim Brusca, maybe that's a different. Time. But no, no I, I never feared for my uh, for my physical well being. Unless you uh, give him a hockey stick and a puck, I mean, Dave. That's true. I mean, yeah. athletes athletes are role models where they want to. Maybe Eddie Spaghetti's learned the way of the elbow from poor Jacob Truba, the poor innocent guy whose elbow keeps hitting people. Hey, um, Jen, what's a, what's a bigger punishment though? To you, $10,000 or getting kicked out of the league? You can't put a price tag on the indignity of having to get up in a room full of grown-up men who you know and walk out in shame. Would you rather have to pay ten dollars or, or tuck tail and leave the room for an entire football season? Jen's I would in rather have to league, pay 10K. So it's not really fair. Yeah. I would Ooh. rather have to pay ten k. Yeah. I can Honestly, definitely... Like, <laughs> getting kicked out is... 
that's the it's worst. A, it's a humiliation. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you can, I can put a price on my shame. I can definitely put a price <laughs> on my shame. That's uh, oh, significantly less than 10K. I will say, Jen, I do worry about this because, you know, we're in the sports gambling business and the, the, the leagues are still a little skittish. And then there's like the woges of the world who are like sports gambling is going to bring everything down. People are going to be fighting in the stands and stuff like that. The more this comes out and people are striking people because fantasy is gambling. Let's face yes, it. Right. It's, it uh, is. <laughs> there's no guarantee that you're going to win. <laughs> right. Uh, so, um, I do worry that these are going to be highly scrutinized. Now, this is baseball to football, but I don't know. It gets weird. You start thinking, you start learning about these fees, uh, $10,000 entry, then it becomes real money. Mm -hmm. And I do worry about some idiots on Twitter making a bigger deal out of it than it is. There probably will, but you know, no press is bad press. And all I see is like, oh my God, fantasy baseball players love fantasy football as much as we do. So clearly this is not going away. And Trout said it over and over again, like who doesn't love fantasy football and everybody gets passionate about it. And I just think it's kind of cool to get in on it. Like people that didn't think fantasy football was a cool thing. And now they're like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to play. So yeah, I think it's a no press is bad press, but I see what you're saying about the $10,000 buy-in part. Yeah. These guys, what is that to them? That's like $10 to us. Right, the scale, right. We would scale it down a little bit for yeah. regular people. But yes, the the shame of having to leave the room is pretty bad. You know, it's funny. I you know, I don't, I don't want to open up a can of worms, but in our own league, <laughs> Sal kind of is the commissioner. But then we have another guy, Jamie, who's kind of the assistant mm-hmm. commissioner or whatever. I don't know really even how it works. And it's let, you know, because no one really wants to take the bull by the horns. And it led to some ugliness in our own leagues. By the way, yeah, the I am trophy official. was lost, which I don't think has anything to do with me or Jamie. I told but, yeah. you why I did that. I'll say it again. I did mm. it because I'm a man of peace. I was worried that somebody <laughs> would make like Tommy Pham and Hench might break it over Tall John's head or vice I versa. And I didn't want to see that happen okay. because we're friends. Well, good job. Now, Liz, I, wa- I, I, I think we really should. We're laughing at Pham and Jock and all that league. I'm going to make a formal request that we release, that we unmask the group text chain from a couple years ago when grown-up, wildly successful people oh, argued yeah. back and forth. The bloodlust, Jen. And I and I, I don't know. Do, do, would it make sense for Jen to be our objective commissioner going forward so you don't have to be saddled Maybe. with these it's concerns? It's not good. The C word gets passed around. It's really not. It's not, it's not a lot of fun. It's, it, <laughs> Commish? Speaking of commish, don't you sort of wonder if there's a little something else going on here too with Mike Trout saying no commissioner is ever loved. Like every commissioner gets booed. Like, do you think he's kissing up to Rob Manfred a little bit? Oh, wow. Levels to this, right? Uh, Jen's really looking into this in a way that I I, I have. So, Jen, I want to know if you did you look at this angle, right? Because here's the thing. These guys were talking about how they're in the fantasy football league and they've never needed to slap each other. And I can understand but it seems like Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson, when they were in, like, how much of this fantasy football happening or how much of this, you know, discussion or whatever happening face to face or continuing from face to a face to face from like these talking about the text threads and the group chats and the so on. That's where all the feel like the fiery words gets passed around. How many fantasy football players do you know that is actually when it's when it's nose to nose, it's, they're ready to go? I don't think I know any. <laughs> I'm, well, you know, uh, you know, of one, Tommy Fan. As well, but I don't know any that would actually throw a punch. And 
I also don't know anybody who gets away with blaming the commit. I mean, yes, Mike Trout needs to be another better commissioner. But again, like if I hit my brother, I can't say to my parents, but you should have been better parents. I had to do it. So like Tommy Fram is at fault here because you, like you said, who actually punches somebody? That being said, it's, it's such a good story. Uh, Jock Peterson really did take one for the team. Listen, Tommy Pham was stabbed in a strip club. He probably thinks a slap yep. is um, exactly, but, but that, that's nothing. What are we even talking about here? Yeah, it's a uh, it's really bizarre. I, I think you're right. I think we're going to have to add slap in the face to the cap of consequence, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know I who delivers the slap. <laughs> Not be able to take a joke. You get to have to be insulted. Yeah. And then, you know, like, and you have to be slapped. I think you have to have both of those things happen to you so you right. can really feel the pain. All right. Well, we really unpacked a lot here, Jen. <laughs> I, but by the way, before we let you go, uh, most obnoxious remaining playoff fan base, Boston Celtics fans, New York Rangers fans. Uh, I'll probably go Boston Celtics fans yeah. here. Hmm. I think you're right. You're Ooh. not just saying that because your partner Spaghetti's on here, right? You're, Oh, no, actually, I wasn't thinking about Eddie at all. Sorry, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to create Eddie. a side text now. <laughs> exactly. This is going to be bad. You may have I'm to get slapped. Now. <laughs> One angry uh, Rangers fan. Jen, thanks so much for coming on. My uh, pleasure. Which, tell everyone where they can see you. Oh, you can find me over at SI.com. I've got a story out on this. I got updated betting odds, all that kind of stuff baseball, football, whatever you want. And I'll be hosting Fade the Noise on Sirius XM tomorrow from uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you want to tune into that as well. Oh, nice. That's fun. I am going to guess that you'll you'll write six and a half, over six and a half more stories on this stupid thing. Uh, I, I kind of <laughs> hope you're right. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This is totally my tabloid trash and I don't have to talk about numbers and stats and that's the fact right. that Trout's batting 302 with 13 homers. And that's what we should be talking about. No, 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 no. We're talking about how he bat flipped his son and how he's a terrible fantasy commissioner. So all is right in the world. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. And also Thanks, you got to, she's got to do a deep dive on Rodolfo Castro's rise at second base and how he's a must pickup. Battling oh, buckos, right, you. Jen? Sure. Sure, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's got, who do you have? Which Astro do you have for rookie of the year? That's looking good. We, we did uh, I have Jeremy Pena. I think he's right yeah. behind Julio Rodriguez right now. And I don't know why, because he's leading the league in war. Um, and I think the Astros will end up, you know, being a more winning team. So I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to win that one. So Didn't I hope you get crossed. 15 to one or something. What was the number? I think on it that? was like 15 or 16 to one. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Now he's down to plus 240. All right. Jen Piacenti. Terrific as always. Thanks so much. Verlander too. Yeah. Wow. It really does seem like the topic's not going to go away. She, she was met, an she opera singer. She should really sing it. I mean, the, it's all about tragedy and drama and everything else. She should make an opera about fam and jock, right? Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's going to be fun. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we're going to talk uh, NBA, NHL, little golf. I don't know if anybody <laughs> saw the match. We'll have our play of the day. We'll be right back. All right, game one tonight, fellas, in Oracle. Is it not Oracle? It's not Oracle anymore, right? It's not. It's the Chase Center. Is it the Chase Center? I read that it was Oakland Arena. Oh, it might be Chase Center. Yeah. I don't, I'm I almost positive. It's, I'm almost, uh, Chase Center feels right. All right, babyface, look that up. They may have changed it like while we were uh, just discussing it, so it's, it's so stupid. 160. That's the price if you like the Warriors to win the series. Minus 160 to take back on Boston is plus 135. It's an intriguing matchup because 
The Warriors obviously favored um, because of their success. What have they been in six of the last eight trips? This is insane. They're 9-0 and at home this postseason. Six of those nine wins came by double digits. And then you got the Celtics, who've won six of the last seven against the Warriors. Check. I know you're not a big regular season guy, what their record is. Um, <clears throat> I understand that. The rookie coach, though, in his first season, team's head coach, each of the last three rookie coaches that made the finals went on to win it. Hmm. 2015, Kerr. 2016, Lou. 2019, Nick Nurse. I'll let you guys go first. Martin, you go first. Who's winning this series? I can not only tell you who's going to win this series, Sal, but I'll tell you how much money you'll win if you bet the exact right order, which I'm about to tell you. Which oh, is gonna wow. Happen. I I'm love right. this. FanDuel has this. You can bet game by game by game by game. Holy Yeah, man. I mean, it's a... It's a massively big parlay, but you're locked in, right? You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. But it's like it's 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 a futures bet that you can cash in a week and a half, two weeks, right? That's why I was like, but I woke up this morning, Sal, and I had a feeling. I was pondering this for as, as soon as I saw Jimmy Butler's shot go out. Who's gonna win this series? How's it gonna go? I'll tell you here right now. Golden State's winning tonight. They're winning game two. Everybody's gonna be riding high. Oh my God, the Celtics dead. They'll go back to Boston, win game three. Your Celtics fans will sigh. They'll, they'll be back just a little side bit, but they won't be too happy because they're going to go down 3-1 because Golden State steals one in Boston. Then game five, when the Celtics win, <laughs> everybody's going to lose their minds because they're going to be like, wait, the game six is back, and then all they got is game seven on the road because then Boston's going to win game six. They'll lose game seven. Warriors win in seven in the Chase Center. In San Francisco. Interesting. And Steph Curry gets his first finals MVP. All right. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Whoa, there's way too much information there. Um, I do want, okay, so if you're going to do that, that's a lot of fun. But also, please take Warriors in seven just in case it gets there a different way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah. Because if you have Warriors 4 3, that's plus 350. It'd be a shame if you didn't uh, cash in on that just because you yeah, screwed up. This is four versus five. Who wins? But, uh, uh, plus right, five thousand. That's plus five thousand. So it's it's you know Holy put ten dollars down. Fifty to one odds on that. Yeah, yeah wow. put five dollars on. Have fun, Dave. You know, that is a fun bet. That Should is that a fun bet. And I. But now we have to stop down, and uh, Marty has to give every other possible way this series could play out. And then <laughs> no, that's the that's damn it, That's back. your bit. That's, that's not your my bit, bit at all. Like hell, that's my bit. <laughs> but it, but if if that comes true, if we can drop that in, this was recorded. Uh, the afternoon before the series actually started. That would be remarkable. Right. I'm going to take the Celts here. Um, I can go back and forth. You can talk me into either side of it for obvious reasons. They're both in the finals and both uh, earn getting there. The The math that I'm trying to apply here is, is that the Celts are not just a really good defensive team, but they're one of the best defensive teams that we've seen in many, many moons in pro basketball. So... This should make it difficult on the two primary scoring options that the dubs are going to throw out there at any given time, right? Mm -hmm. So at minimum, Steph and Clay are going to struggle a little bit more than they generally do. Steph in particular is really going to be given a rough ride, and he better be one of the 10 greatest players of all time to overcome that. More likely, the ball is going to land in the hands of the likes of Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, required to make some big-time shots at least four out of seven times. Are they up to that? I don't know. I'm going to bet no, and I'm going to take the Celtics here. I mean, the assumption that, hey, 
lot of great looks for these young scores that have emerged in Golden State. These are the finals. There is pressure. These are big spots. Everybody is not destined to, to thrive and become a hero in mm -hmm. that situation. Give me the Celts. I mean, they have some great stuff here on FanDuel. They have series point average for Steph Curry, who will have the highest series point average, who will have the highest rebound average. You get odds on, like, uh, uh, I like, like, Kevon Looney. Although, look at this. All, all of a sudden, he's favored. Horford was favored, and now it's Looney plus 130. I gave it out plus 180 the other day. It's just, they let you bet on everything. I mean, Martin just took us through game by game by game how to do it. I'm going to say, I'm with you, Shaq. Nothing would surprise me. I'm going Celtics in seven. I think obvious, I think eventually the defense steps up as good as the Warriors have been at home. What is it? Nine and all this postseason? Celtics make their magic on the road. We saw what they did to Miami. We saw it, you know, they took care of business in uh, Milwaukee and, and the Nets. And really they've had some road to get there. And I think it pays off. And those super, super obnoxious fans that we talk about, get the last laugh if you take the celtics in seven you get six to one odds uh so that's for the series let's pick game one which martin this is your play of the day warriors minus four yeah it's i mean so it's my play of the day it's the first play of my major big fan duel mm -hmm. finals parlay and yeah I, I warriors minus four teams off a of seven game series are 32 and 51 Straight up in game ones of the following series, I think that Boston has you know that I wasn't terribly impressed with the last five minutes of game seven. I I was I had heat in seven and felt great about it as the, the clock was ticking down, thinking wow the Celtics are really about to choke this away and it's going to be the greatest collapse in postseason history. Yeah, uh, I I don't think the Celtics have played too many close games. I mean, I mean they've played a high level of competition. But when you actually look at the results, like you said, I mean, we watched the second round. There wasn't even a game within 10 points. Everything was a blowout either way. The Warriors have been here before. And, yeah, I, I like the Warriors a lot. And I, I, I already said it, but if you like the Warriors to win, you should bet Steph for – well, you should have bet Steph for MVP like three days ago. But Steph yeah, for MVP well, we'll is the way MVP to go. Pick, MVP pick in a second. But you know what I'm going to say, and you're right about these blowouts. There's no reason to think any of these are going to be close. I put the over-under one-and-a-half good – competitive games, competitive, I say seven points, three minutes left, I'm going to go under. Why should we expect anything different for these finals? I'm taking, I like Celtics minus nine and a half plus 480, Warriors minus nine and a half. You can make fun of this method. It, it works. It's worked for the last month. That's plus 196. But Shaq, I'm going uh, over actually though. That'll be my official ah. pick. I wanted, to, I wanted to take the under. I'm going to go over 212 and a half. I did my research. The last four NBA final game ones have gone over 213. Uh, you know, I know this year someone always comes out shooting like shit and you have to be playing catch up the whole way. But it seems like if you look at the game ones through history, the recent history, there's less defense played. Two of the Warriors' three game ones have gone over in the playoffs. Two of the three Celtics game ones have gone over in the playoffs. Take it over 212 and a half. Shaq, what's your game one? Well, listen, I, I, mean, I, I think we're all impressed. Sal did research and fancy <laughs> arithmetic. I ride with my gut and my heart, and they serve me well some of the time, and some of the time they don't. My, my feel is, and I picked the Celtics to win the series, I, I like the dubs at home, lay the four here. Oh, wow. And I do, I go under here, and I, I, I guess I'm going 30,000 feet. 
um, your recent game one finals history is is more valid than what my gut probably is telling me, although it it is uh, ample as anybody could see if I would stand up and mm. have my have my wife straddle me, um, or Mika Zavanajad. <laughs> um, the um, <clears throat> either way, I like the under here because they're both good defensive teams, and I think they both are going to be a little stunned at uh, mm. at what they're faced up against. Uh, versus what they have been playing against. I think it's going to be a little bit of a, uh, you know, what, sandpaper, whatever you want to call it, uh, surprise for both these teams because both teams are really good defensively. I should just so fly out and ask Martin, who goes six for 30 from three tonight? Which right. team? Uh, it's going to be, I think it'll be Boston. It'll be Boston. <laughs> I right. think it'll be Boston. Well, one of them's going yeah. to. So Yeah, no. Yeah, I think it'll one. be Boston. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in terms of, like the MVP, I know we were talking about picking the MVP. I know you guys both like Boston. I think that Jalen Brown at 10, you know, it's 11 to 1, 10 to 1, floating around this week. I don't see that. That to me seems like it should be at least 5 to 1, 4 to 1. Like, because if he, if the Celtics are able to win, I mean, don't get me wrong, Tatum Tatum is going to play well. If, if the Celtics win, Tatum's going to play well, but Brown also is going to have to be. They're going to have to elevate his game up to another level. And I could just see a, a scenario yeah. where Jason Tatum keeps doing the same thing he's been doing all postseason. And then Jalen Brown, you know, stops dribbling three times because every time he dribbles three times, it's off his foot or a turnover or something. Right. He can't and now he's scoring. And if, if, yeah. if, he, if he scores, you know, 32 points a game and, and Celtics win in five or six, then I could, that, that, that's a scenario that feels like it should be priced a little bit lower than 10 to one to me. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why maybe it isn't. And uh, I'll list the odds here. Curry's the favorite at minus 115 and Tatum is plus 175. And that's going to be my official pick for MVP. I think it's actually better than taking the Celtics at plus uh, 130 for this series because mm. Tatum had three suspect games in that last series and they mm-hmm. still gave him the, um, what is it? It's a Larry Bird award, right? Uh, when Jalen Brown had comparable games, uh, arguably was more important in some of those those closer games. I don't remember too many close games, but uh, I, I, my point is, if Tatum was going to lose a, a, an award, it was going to be there. And you know, he still ends up even with three lackluster games, still ends up like averaging twenty five, eight, and six, which I believe were his numbers uh, in the previous series against Miami. He's my pick for MVP. Shaq, who's yours? I, I know it's not that much fun, but yeah, I'm going Tatum too. Yeah. I do want to say quickly, shout out to uh, not just minus three, but to Kevin Hedge. It, it pains me to say so, <clears throat> but he does make Boston sports fans a little more likable because no he's way. Pre- well, he does because he's he's a little he will be honest about his feelings. And I asked him about Jalen Brown. We were talking about the Struce. Was he on the line or not? And if we start picking apart every play, couldn't you call? I said, couldn't you call Jalen Brown for traveling? He's like, yes, he travels on every play. And then he ripped into Jalen Brown for some reason and attacked him as the second best player. On I the know, South. but he'll complain about he'll complain about the calls ad nauseum. You'll see. True enough. But 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 at least he's uh, he's sincere. His pick was Draymond Green because if Jason, if the Dubs win that series, and Jason Tatum, to your point, has let's say three mediocre to or you know whatever subpar by mm. his standard performances, Draymond will get the credit for that. And as long as Draymond fills it up a little bit um, offensively, he he is an interesting pick there since Steph has never gotten it. One more thing, very quickly, I will say. So Jason Tatum, just back to the game one pick. Here's a great one: the fourth quarter spread tonight. Dubs laying half a point at minus 104. 
That I think is uh, what. Even if you're taking the Celts in this fourth one. quarter, huh? Yeah, How it can makes you take sense, the fourth right? quarter spread before you've taken and uh, before any of the other quarters have been played. Yeah, well, the third quarter because is I'm where assuming they they're going to be. I, I'm assuming they're going to be that whether they're up or not. The the Celts because of recency of having played, you know, recently that they're going to be a little gassed, right? Doesn't that yeah, kind of stand just don't want to take, enough. If they are up twenty, you know, they're gonna you're gonna see starters for four minutes probably. But uh, yeah, the third quarter is where yeah, they. What is it? Right. What's that line on the third quarter? That's where. Yeah, they see, drop, that's right? smart. See, that's the smart way to do it. I'm dumb. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll listen to you here. the The spread is one and a half. Uh, the the uh, Golden State laying a point and a half. So yeah, yeah so maybe that makes better. Steve sense. Kerr says to them at halftime, but it inspires this uh, this group. All right, Martin, what's your official? I don't like Draymond Green. I don't know. I think uh, I don't. I don't see his behavior being rewarded by. Um, hmm. That was the question I was about to ask you guys. Uh, I'm probably be, be somewhere between games two and game five. Which one is Draymond going to get kicked out of or miss due to suspension? Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think there is a number. I didn't see it on Fandle. I saw over under one and a half technicals. Oh, smash it. He's, he's definitely going over. Like in, in, in one game? I don't know if you'll get ejected. No, but in no, the no, series? The series. Oh, in the series, that's a definite. I, I put it. I, I would have took over three and a half technicals wow. for Draymond on the series. All right, it's going to be interesting. So, what's your pick, uh, Martin, for MVP? My official pick is I'm, I'm taking Steph mm-hmm. because I mean I got him a little bit earlier in the week when it was still plus money uh, because I just we saw it last year less, but we saw it more this year. These are writers-driven awards, and what are we talking about all the last two weeks? Is how Steph Curry didn't have a Finals MVP? What's his legacy? What's his this? What's his that? These are the same people that voted and split it with Iguodala and uh, I mean, I'm sorry, with Steph and LeBron in in the year what 2014 that was. Like they're not going to do the same thing again. It was tw- yeah, it was 2015. I was going to bring that point up. We went over this on against all odds. It's a chalk award. Aside, everyone wants to talk about Iguodala and 100 to one odds in 20 to 15, 2015. That was great, but last year Giannis, year before LeBron, Kawhi in 19, Durant 18 and 17. All right, so Durant, Curry, you could make an argument there. Uh, LeBron in 16, and then before Iguodala it was Kawhi, LeBron twice, Dirk, and Kobe twice. And t- so it's it's all chalk. Right. And the um, real rub of 2015 was LeBron was the best player on the court. His team wasn't the best player. They didn't yeah. win. So, like, they're, they're not going to vote a losing player in. So, they had to vote somebody. It, no. Somebody just should have been Steph. Like, that, that was ridiculous. There you go. Oh, so much to cover on FanDuel Sportsbook. NBA Finals are here. And throughout the NBA Finals, FanDuel's giving new customers $200 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet, bet the money line, point spreads, player props, so much more. We went over all of it. But you know what? It, it wasn't even close to all of it. Dig deep. You'll find some great stuff. Just sign up with promo code extra points. If you haven't tried FanDuel, now's the perfect time to give it a shot because the only thing sweeter than watching the, NF- and the NBA Finals is cashing in on all the action. Join today with promo code extra points and turn a $5 bet into $200 in free bets. Win or lose, make every game feel like game seven with Fandle Sportsbook. Fandle, the official partner of the NBA. Shaq, hockey, Avs, Oilers, minus 172, plus 142. Is that what it is? And you got the backup goalie in there now for Colorado. All of a sudden, this is interesting. Yes, and the over-under is 7.5. What's your pick? What's your pick of the day? 
I agree. Well, first of all, I, I, the the backup goalie thing is is crazy. How prominent it's been throughout these playoffs. I'm taking to answer your question. I'm going to take the Avs at home, despite playing a, a backup goaltender there. I, and I'm laying the goal and a half at mm. plus 130. If you really want to get jazzy with it <clears throat> and same game parlay it. And I, I'm sad to report that I'm too dumb to have uh, cobbled it all together. But my mind's all over. This, this is a joy for gamblers, this, this series. If you watch game one, you know what I'm talking about. Superstars playing like superstars and all that. So some simple bets for you. The total on this one is seven and a half. Mm -hmm. It's not as big a gimme as it says. By the way, though, how many times, Sal, I'm sure you don't have this information off the top of your head, but how crazy was it? I ask me. Okay. The the total in game one between the Oilers and Avs was six and a half. How many times in any sport has a total been more than doubled? I mean, it was six and a half, and they scored 14 goals it doesn't. in that game. It was it, crazy. Uh, look, the, Calgary-Edmonton was six and a half. It was 9-6 game one, and that didn't budge the rest of the series. It has to be the backup goal. It has to be the backup goalie. Uh, thing, Why would that move? Now, I know your yeah. bet that you like are, are, are the goalie saves, but now, yeah. um, you know, I think they're not going to yank. I don't think the Avs are going to yank their backup goalie, but Mike Smith from Edmonton, like he gets shelled again. I'm tempted to take the under because there's a decent chance he'll get yanked again. It's not bad. You got two bites of the apple there, right? He does get right. yanked. You you win the bet almost definitely, right? Uh, but and, and he might just have under 32 and a half saves anyway. Yeah. I'll stay away from that, and I'll say, here's my here's my cobbled together parlay for you. Mm-hmm. Avs on the money line, over seven and a half. Kale McCarr, over, one ass- over half an assist. And Zach Hyman, over half a point. You cobble that together, the juice has to be great on that. And I, and, and I feel strongly that all those things are going to happen right. or else I wouldn't That's have That's a fun one. I'm going against you. I'm yeah. going Edmonton. Uh, and by the way, uh, there's no reason to just take them, but do like, like you did, minus the one and a half. We're not seeing close games here. This is uh, it's, it's not NBA where it's uh, 13-3, but Colorado was up 7-3. And then before you know it, Edmonton came back, but even that was a two-goal game. You can get plus 310 on Edmonton minus a goal and a half. So empty net, whatever. They get to the backup early. Uh, They obviously can compete with the Avalanche. I think this is 1-1 after two. But, I mean, who the hell is going to beat Spaghetti's team? Spaghetti, you got it. Congratulations. I I I think that's nice of you to say, right? Get get in ahead of the game. Everybody's going to be a Johnny-come-lately patting Spaghetti on the back in a couple of weeks. But congratulations (laughs) now. Muzzle tough. You did it. It's been a long time coming. 1994 was a long time ago. <laughs> but now you get the drink from the cup. I don't like this bad juju from Islanders and Penguins fans. Don't call me a Jew. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> Martin's a Red Wing fan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super big Red Wing fan. <laughs> that's the second time I've said Red Wings today, which is twice more than I have in the last year, probably. Call him the wheel. You got to call him the wheel. That's the cool name. For the winged it. wheel. I'm rooting for the Rangers. I want Spaghetti to win. Oh, yeah. It's great for the show. It really is. It's terrific. And so is that picture. My God. We started it off. We ended. Oh, did anyone watch the golf? I, I, I was in and out. I didn't watch. I, was, I got reports that it was the best one of those because the pros weren't in there. And Mahomes was uh, throwing a few back and actually had the, 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 best, the most memorable shots of the uh, day. But I didn't yeah. bet it. I didn't watch it. No? It's hard for me to watch your professional golfers playing yeah. golf. So it was really hard for me to watch not professional golfers playing golf like the and i just the notoriety to me i just 
back in like 2020, I would have been like, oh, cool. That's yeah, interesting. Right. Well, now I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm good. Well, the other thing is, Shaq, uh, you know, we want to believe in Santa Claus. We don't want to believe that the, the, the two players, the two quarterbacks from the teams who likely matchups in the championship games are teaming up and like each other. And, you know, if uh, Mahomes right. outduels Josh Allen, you don't want in the back of your mind to think, oh, they're going to be golfing in four days. Right? I, complete, I, I completely agree that that is the fundamental flaw just on paper, because, of course, I didn't watch it. I'm not going to watch that. The the Buccos were uh, in Chavez Ravine, and I was watching some puck. I don't have time for that jive. However, that does not get in the way of your great idea to bring back the Superstars competition that you talked about last week. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, if we can talk about $10,000 buy-ins to be in a fantasy league, I'm going to say it again. These guys could all pitch in a million dollars apiece. Now I'm watching. If they all put up a million dollars of their own bank, now everybody's watching. It would be the greatest thing ever. But, of course, why would you put guys who are probably the two favorites to play each other in the title game? Screw that. Right. Well, put, them, put them against each other well, to create you some have, heat. You have Tom Brady, Super Bowl champion, several times. You have Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl champion. Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl champion. Oh, Josh, oh. Josh Allen. And, and, That's and, Shaq's pick to win it all. I just know this. You know what else? The thing that I think got me, you know what else really I think got me, is the way that TNT advertised it with that Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars makes songs specifically for 30-second commercials. I'm convinced. And he made, like, Soldier Boy made songs for ringtones. Bruno Mars makes songs for commercials. And if I hear Let's Go one more time, like, I'm so glad that event is over. Just don't have to watch that commercial no more. Genius. He makes it for commercials, just like Spaghetti makes uh, pictures for, you know, sex pictures for Instagram. Well, you know, an, you know another thing y'all won't get to watch no more, Frank Gore retired. That's he breaking wire. Oh breaking across oh, the wire. Signed, with, a, signed a one day with the 49ers. And I mean, I think you should just take a second and just – Con, like contemplate the idea that this man has the most consecutive seasons with at least 500 rushing yards, 600 rushing yards, or 700 rushing yards. And the fact that I find hilarious is like, of course he does. <laughs> because he averages 800 yards rushing a year for his entire career. Like, uh, uh, but kudos to him. It's, it, it is kind of remarkable, though, the longevity. For right? sure it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that, oh, the, the, the other thing about the longevity, as I always like to point out, is the irony is he was considered injury prone, untouchable. Right. Can't draft him. He had the, the had t two terrible knee injuries at the U. So when you hear somebody early in their career is it, get the tag of injury prone, refer them to Frank Gore. Also, he's making the Hall of Fame. He's making it. Right? He's making the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't want to be a curmudgeon about it. I, I I am pretty liberal about, listen, if he's great, whatever, generationally great. I don't think Frank Gore necessarily needs to be in the Hall of Fame, at least not until you put Ricky Waters and or Fred Taylor in. Was he better than either one of those guys? You're not going to bounce your grandkid on your knee talking about Frank Gore's no, indeed. career. Right? No, indeed. The, uh, the two names I just gave you are obviously better than than uh, than he was good for him. I mean, longevity in a sport in which you're running into uh, people on purpose. Um, it's something. It's not the quality, though, that I would yeah. hold up above all, any other. I will say where the, I, I'm interested quickly before we wrap here, Sal, mm -hmm. give us your pick on uh, game two from MSG. Everybody, I got to think, is going to be all over the lightning on the money line. At What's least. the number? 19 and 0 after a playoff loss? 
Is that what the I I I, I, mean, I just would think that any right? good team would be considered like well they got they got to have it they can't go back to Tampa down 0-2. Oh, and but they're, they're good. Spe they specifically are an insane right, right, number. Right. They, but what is it, Spaghetti? You must know. Right now, uh, according to FanDuel, Rangers are getting goal and a half at home, which to me is probably I like that play. I mean, just getting a goal and a half at the on home ice range has been good on home ice. Uh, if you want to go with the Lightning, they're minus one twenty eight on the money line, and the the total is five and a half goals. I, I, think, I think I think the under's yeah. the play to me. All right, I think the you think Vasilevsky had too much time off, and then now it's a, let let up some soft ones. But uh, I don't know. Nineteen and zero. I'm I'm almost positive that's what it is after a playoff loss. That's what they are over the last few years. Hey, uh, while we're at the running backs, Marion Barber. I love that. Damn. Oh yeah. He's gone. I loved him. I, I gotta say, I know this is gonna sound like hyperbole, and I'm saying it because he's gone now. And but I don't I don't know that anyone ran harder specifically around the sideline too like the, his style of running would be looked down upon now like no nope, nope, you can't do that you won't last but he was spectacular he and uh julius jones that one year damn it that was the year we needed to win we're 13 and three we lost to the giants you're stupid giants that was the team that the, the back and uh, forth he was part of he went to minnesota who was the other one um lawrence maroney yep right he, like, like they had like two dynamite running backs right around like 2014 2013 but, but the thing, so I, I i had to uh get that play the two yard run yeah. from first and 20 and uh, you know after you know seeing it you know dust you know blowing the dust off of it after the last few years obviously remembering the play but haven't haven't not seen it your buddy tony romo looks completely dejected as Marion Barber, like if you go back and watch it, he's on the field. of Romo this is where just he is, turns the safety into a, a yeah, where he turns the safety into a, in the most oppressive two yard gain that you'll probably see breaking yeah. tackles in the end zone. But on the initial, maybe I don't give it ten steps of that run. Right. Tony Romo is ready to throw his helmet in the air and just sit down on the football field and quit playing. Yeah, he's and a then after dude, I've said that for, <laughs> forever. I just I was just like, there's South, there's South pal. No, I think you're like, right, though. I, I think yeah. you're right, Sal. It's obviously a very sad story yeah. um, and don't want to marginalize his life by how he ran. But, yes, absolutely, that's what we know about him. And it's the not necessarily the 24, but he had a Marshawn Lynch kind of style to him, which is he would, he would gather himself in such a way like mm -hmm. a bull almost. He would gather himself like that and then lower his head and, and, and make the defender pay more than he is. Uh, he's the one taking the hot shot, but – the defender's the one who paid the price for taking him down. Yeah, he was. And like uh, I said, many times unnecessarily, right one step from the sideline. So uh, he was yeah, the anti-Franco Harris, who was re renowned for stepping out of bounds instead yeah. of taking a hit. Marion Barber delivered sissy. a blow. Big time yes. Pittsburgh sissy. Yeah, like that's correct. Are. That's yeah. correct. All right, there you go. Uh, that'll do it. Uh, we got it together. Shaq, your Pirates took three from the Dodgers. Woo! Look out, Buckeyes, dude. Dude, the Buckeyes ain't bad, dude. They're a fun team. Get, go, you should check them out, dude. They, they, they're not a joke right now, dude. I know you're making jokes, but I think they're better than the Phillies right now, right? They're not terrible. No, they're not a terrible team. And by the way, you know what? Uh, PFT commenter uh, famously loves to do his, uh, his uh, Pirates booty bet. I think we need to do something called, with the Nationals now being worse than the Pirates, I think we need to do a daily wager against the Washington Nationals. We could call it the National Treasure or something like that. Take that! I, 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 my team's not the worst in, in the league anymore, and I'm puffing my chest out as a result. Listen, one you're, last you're not the worst in Pennsylvania. Phillies are 22 and 29. You're 22 and 27. You're better than the Cubs, who are 21 and 29. You're way oh, better than the Oh, they take sight. 
I mean, the big winners there are, though, of course, you and Spaghetti's Yankees and the Red yeah. Sox. And that, you'll, you'll enjoy all these players that are uh, starting to look like, oh, boy, that, Dave, that dude might be good, dude. That dude's a slugger, dude. That boy, can, that, that fella can uh, hit the ball. Like, yeah, they'll be on uh, the Yankees in, we'll in three years, so enjoy them then. Uh, lo- last thing, Bills aren't my pick. Chargers. Put it in pencil. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll course, update you as we get closer, Chargers. but the Chargers. I well, they they are that. going to the Super Bowl this year. All right. There you go. Well, we've said it all. Jen Piacenti set us straight. She really got me thinking about other things um, regarding this fantasy fiasco. It's 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 ongoing. I don't think it ends. Who would have thought, Martin, that that Will Smith's slap would be rivaled by another slap, and only like a month later, right? I, I'm telling you, I just it's only to be eventually championed by Draymond's slap in game. See, that's that's see. Will Smith was getting slapped after all the work was done, right? That's at the post-game award yeah. show, essentially, right? Yeah, Tommy Pham slapping pregame. Next is just Draymond slapping in-game. I'm not uh, – that would be fun. I'm not condoning this in any way, but Ted Cruz getting slapped at a dinner would be hilarious. Would be really <laughs> right up there. Terrific. Oh, he'd be so aggrieved, but oh, I would yeah. fervently pray for him if that did happen. <laughs> I, I, you, you have that assurance in advance. Um, and I in, think about and, and it last a lot. thing, last thing is, last thing, release the text chain of 2019. Oh, the last one. Come on, let, let's <laughs> I see. I think it was that. an email. I think, was uh, it an I email? think Jamie saved the email. Oh, it's good. really, it's really disturbing. Uh, <laughs> Babyface, did we miss anything before we sign off? I mean, unless there's any other pictures of uh, our boy Eddie we want to show, I think we're good. <laughs> Release those pictures. <laughs> All right. Uh, Spaghetti, uh, there you go. Uh, Spaghetti was on Megan Fun of Sports with the Megans. That was a fantastic episode. Martin, you and Mark Gunnels, you just just recorded, right? I'm in we did. That'll be, that'll be up in just a couple minutes as soon as I get to it. Like, it'll be up in just a minute. I'm just now on this deep dive. We did a lot of deep dives on the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. Uh, oh, good. Talking about all types of interesting stuff. I wish I had known this. Frank Gore, you know, he very famously lost his, his boxing match against Deron Williams, right? Former right. NBA player. A couple months later, he knocked out a professional boxer. This is like two weeks ago, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. He knocked out a pro boxer. Like, it was easy. I, I, I mean, think he's a Hall of Fame boxer, actually. Could you uh, imagine being the professional boxer that got knocked out by the football player who got knocked out by the basketball right. player? That's a lot. Puts us. I don't, well, he does, he does have the unfair advantage of that third arm. You ever see him running? Didn't wear a jock strap. That's right. Distri- yeah. Troubling, troubling <laughs> stuff there. Ed Two Tall Jones also famously left the uh, gridiron to get into the uh, into the ring. Sure. At one point. I don't remember yeah. how he did. I don't think he did that well. I think he won his first few and then didn't. Uh, I, I don't. It didn't last very long. I don't know how you get the, get that guy in the chin. Uh, Shaq uh, minus three. You hench spaghetti. Oh, it was a great, a, a delightful episode as always, and mm-hmm. some prescient analysis uh, on the hockey stuff. And uh, some, some I, I would say, fair to Hench, for fair to praise Hench for at least an objective take on these finals, nah. plus some hooey and applesauce. And also we, uh, we broke down a guy who's emerging as one of the worst analysts in sports, a guy who should know about hockey, Wayne Gretzky. What oh. a dud! What a drip he is! Who wants him? What a weirdo that guy is. Uh, him and his son-in-law. I Ugh. thought you were going to say Eddie, the worst uh, analyst in hockey. All right, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you changed that up. I don't want. He might. He might try to. He might try to jump in my arms and straddle <laughs> me. I don't want. My back cannot take that. Thank you for the uh, entertainment. Oh, check out Against All Odds. Uh, we had Kevin Harlan on, and we had Kevin Harlan 
um, do a play-by-play of uh, shirtless Harry dribbling a basketball around, and it really lived up to all expectations. It really was uh, terrific. So that's going to do it for another episode of Extra Points. I want to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. (laughs) 